Hi friends, welcome back to Real Life, Real Talk, Real Coffee with me, Hannah, your host. Do you ever have times in life or seasons where you're really busy and it's hard to figure out how to work your relationship with God into your schedule? I don't know about you, but for me, that has been a struggle. And the conversation that I had with Samantha Schwenecker and Ann Crannell was so encouraging for how to take your relationship with God from just a routine to a relationship. So I'm excited for you to hear what they have to say. It was amazing, and I hope it's as encouraging for you as it was for me. Hi guys, I'm really glad you could come over. Um, We're excited to talk about just how you guys have experienced your walk with Jesus and just how that's developed over time. But before we get started, I'd love to know what your go-to drink in your mug is tonight. So, Anne, you want to go first? I have a little bit of cold, so I'm drinking a tea. Great. What's your favorite? If your go-to tea, if you put honey in it, if you do anything. I like probably a mint tea, sometimes with honey and sometimes not, but I like mint tea. That's awesome. I discovered Caribou has a spiced cinnamon tea, and then they put honey in it, and I'm kind of addicted to it. Sam, what are you drinking? Plain black coffee. <laughs> what's your What's your favorite like exciting coffee? If you were going to treat yourself, uh, right now because it's fall, uh, I'm really digging the uh, pumpkin cream cold brew at Starbucks. Yeah, but I have to just do one pump of sugar, otherwise I, it's too sweet. I have learned how much you can customize your orders. Like I never knew that you could like say I want one pump or I want you know, half the pumps are, you know, it's very exciting that you can customize things. So, mm-hmm. um, well, I'm really excited to just hear how God's been at work in both of your lives. You guys are really awesome ladies to look up to and just see Jesus at work in and through you. So, um, to give us a little background, what's your walk with Jesus kind of looked like? When did you start walking with him? And, um, just like a little intro to that background. See if you want to go first. Sure. Um, I came to know Jesus as my Lord and Savior as a teenager, um, through attending youth group. Um, my family didn't go to church regularly. We were not regular church attenders, um, but had some friends and attended youth group. And so came to know Jesus as my Savior during that time. Um, not a lot of, I would say deep like relationship uh-huh. piece at the time but definitely you know confident in my salvation understanding death on the cross my sin um, the need for a savior and I would say that part of my relationship was pretty that was it yeah. for several years um, probably the last five years is where I feel like I've started to understand his grace, his mercy, his love in a deeper way, a more intentional way. It feels more intimate, like a relationship. Um, so those years were not bad years, but they were, they, there was, there wasn't a lot of substance, I would say at that point. I mean, I definitely understood the need for the savior shared, you know, the gospel with people on occasion during college and things like that. But, the 
yeah, the walk, the true walk, the true... more real. Yeah, 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 exactly. I would say it's probably five, ten years. Awesome. Very cool. And what about you? Yeah, so I grew up attending church. Pretty much I can remember, like, most of my life pretty consistently with my mom. Um, and most of the time it was just me and my mom that okay. would go to church. Sometimes I would have brothers that would come along, but usually it was just me and my mom. Yeah. And I would say that I, well, I know <laughs> that I became a believer at Hidden Acres, which is a local Christian camp. Yeah. Um, so as a child, I became a Christian, but it really wasn't until I entered it like in adulthood I had I was engaged yeah so before I met my husband I was engaged to someone and it just was a really unhealthy toxic relationship and feel very blessed that God took me out of that situation but it wasn't until I went through that that I really knew how much I was not putting Christ first So that was kind of my turning point for, I need to be living for Christ. Like he's my number one and I need to always make him my number one. So that was kind of my turning point. So that was my early twenties. So then just from that point on, it's just kind of been a process, but awesome. Yeah. See, this is why I love doing this. Like, I feel like I get to know people so much more. Yeah. That's awesome. (laughs) Um, so you guys kind of both early on, early young adulthood, um, I would say is kind of where you said that you started really living for the Lord. So those different seasons in life, like we have mountaintop seasons where, you know, you feel really like on fire and really loving um, time in the word or time in prayer. And it's like easier almost in those mountaintop seasons. But then you also have seasons where you're in the valley or you feel like there's a dry spell in your walk with God. So I would love to kind of talk about some of those different seasons. So one of the things that we really want to discuss is when life is busy and you both have kids, so I'm sure life can be very hectic Mm -hmm. with different schedules. So when life gets busy, um, what are some things that you've learned or experienced that have helped you um, stay in that walk and stay committed to your relationship with God or put him first, like you said, Anne, and just how has that worked for you? Whoever wants to yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, I think the first thing that comes to my mind is just making God a priority. So like I said mm-hmm. before, I guess, just he is a priority. So one way that that looks for me is that I do work. And um, so I work part time and I have a drive to downtown Des Moines oh, okay. for my job. So I have like 35, 40, 45 minutes in the car. And so that's when I really spend a lot of my time with God. So that's when I'm talking to him or praying to him. Um, that's when I listen to my Bible. So, um, through a couple of different ways, but, um, I do like the daily audio, sorry, the daily audio Bible, which reads the Bible to you like over the course of a year. So I've done that. Um, and then just, does it do, sorry, I'm going to, no, 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 no. So does it do it? What order does that go in? So it does a little bit of old Testament, a little bit of new Testament and then Psalms and Proverbs. So, um, all about 
It's yeah. <laughs> and it's every day. I mean, so he does it every day for the year. But you can jump in at any point. Yeah. But you definitely could start it on January one too. But it is an app. Awesome. Yep, and a podcast. Okay. Yeah, I would consider it a podcast. Sorry that I'm not techie, and I probably. Oh no, you're great. <laughs> yeah. But it's probably a podcast. Um. And then also just the Bible, like the U version Bible. Yeah. Also, so like this time of the year, I really like to focus on um, like the Gospels, like Matthew, Mark, Luke, yeah. and John. And so I like like right now, I'm just in Matthew, and so on my way to work, I'm just listening to yeah. it be be read to me. So for me, that's been a practical way to always keep him close to me. Yeah. It, I also really like just being in the word. So I'm sure I'm indifferent about different studies and different, yeah, like different Bible studies. Mm-hmm. I really just like to be in God's word. So the car ride for me is a, is a really easy practical time to do that because yeah. I'm in my car a lot. That's awesome. So, I'm sure, like, that's probably one of the few moments where it's just you. Yeah, yeah. especially now that my kids are older. Yes. They're 14, 12, and 10. And so when I'm in my car now, a lot of times it's on my way to work or when I'm sitting in my car waiting for them to get done with a practice or an activity or whatever. So Very cool. That's awesome. Yeah. Sam, what about you? Um, You know, I was thinking about this dry season. You know, I feel like in my teens and early 20s, I think I was just constantly struggling to connect with God. And like, I was yearning for that. I was longing for that, but I didn't know how. And, and I spent a lot of time just checking the box that I thought, like I did my quiet time. I did my journaling in those early years, but for lack of actual connection, you know, like I wasn't really getting to know God. I was maybe learning more about God, learning more about my Bible, but I was not learning how to have a relationship with him. I wasn't learning how to be intimate um, with my Savior. And I, I think for me, honestly, as I've gotten busier in my life as a wife and a mom, and Mm -hmm. I also work, um, I've, I've grown closer to God through that time, which seems counterintuitive, but I came to this place where I, I, I really needed things from people in my life. You know, Mm -hmm. like I needed my kids to act a certain way. I needed my husband to act a certain way. I needed things at work to go a certain way. And we all know that that, that doesn't happen. And honestly, I, I I hit a a valley, like a Mm -hmm. really big valley. Like where, what is missing here? Why is this not, um, working for me the way I thought it would. I mean, the best way to describe it is that like becoming a wife and a mother, like humbled me in a way that like I (laughs) never, like it was nothing like I thought it was going to be. Um, it's great. It's glorious, but, um, I'm so much more content now, you know, 13 years into marriage, 10 years into motherhood, than I, I ever was 15 years ago. And I think it, it is because I learned about grace and mercy and I give myself grace Mm -hmm. now when I don't get things done, if I miss a quiet time. Um, and I love all things Anne said as a working mom and spend time in the car. I, I do all those things too. Often find like 
maybe my Bible in the console of my car because I'm reading it during pickup line, or I have, you know, I have, um, I have just like a little devotional, um, Jesus calling that stays in my purse. And so, um, I can read that over lunch. Um, the thing about, like, I just came to a place where God showed me that I needed him. I didn't need my kids to do a certain thing. I didn't need my husband to do a certain oh, thing. Yeah. I needed more of him. And something that I hadn't had before. Right. Like, I'd had time in my Bible. Yeah. I'd had time in my journal. But I did not have him. Mm-hmm. So, one big thing for me is music. Like, I just really identify okay. with music. So, I do spend some quiet time in the car when I'm driving. But a lot of times, I use music Mm -hmm. as my words, as my worship, as my talk to God. Um, and I've always loved music, like even before I was a believer. And so I, I can identify with all those sad country songs. And, um, that was, you know, sometimes that was my identity as like a, a, you know, whatever stage of life I was in, I was like, that song's about me. Um, and then you, you get, you know, the gospel lens on and you see worship songs that are about you, um, that are, that you are who he says you are, that, um, that you want to be different, that you want to be changed. Like, and those, that becomes my, um, yeah, my, yeah. I mean, that becomes, I mean, that becomes my, my conversation with him. I talk Mm -hmm. with him. My, um, so I mean, I, I don't want to minimize quiet time and Mm -hmm. prayer and things like that. But one thing I've learned, I would say over the last several years, getting busier is that, um, but yeah, you have to use these other avenues that sometimes 20 minutes right away in the morning is not going to happen. Right. Yeah. So you both mentioned that you have kids, um, and you kind of said ages. Sam, how old are your kids? Um, ten, eight, and four. Okay, boys. So, how do you help them with their relationships with God in busyness, or how do you um, just kind of model and show that to them? Like, do they? Because if you're the times you're talking about are in the car, so how do you show share that with them and kind of model that for them or encourage them in their walks with God too? They have kind of started to love music, too. Maybe not. I mean, just because we spend a lot of time listening to music in the car. And yeah. and one thing that we started doing was talking about what is this song saying, really? Oh, yeah. You know, like, so, and they would ask me. And then, you know, then sometimes they ask me, like, what the country song means. And we just move on to the next <laughs> thing, right? Yeah. Um, but let's go back to 107.1, right? Let's talk about yeah. <laughs> what Lauren Daigle's <laughs> Oh, she's so good. Um, But no, I mean, like, it is good. And so then sometimes they'll be like, oh, mom, what's this? What's this song mean? Um, And so that's an opportunity to do that. And that's super awesome. And I know you use this book with Lewis, too, but the indescribable book, the Louis Giglio book. Yep. um, It's about science. Yeah. And God. And they love that, too. illustrations. Yeah. Great illustrations. Um, Really good. I guess I'm thinking that just so much talking happens in the car. So sometimes I, though I agree about music and just like praising God and I love to listen to my kids sing worship music. I love it so much. Sometimes it's so nice to just turn the music off and just 
talk. Now, I do have one child with a cell phone, so I'm going to be real real and say that I feel like those times are, like, dwindling away a little bit. But Mm -hmm. I still, a lot of times, try to just be like, okay, put your phone down and just, like, let's talk. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And I try to just, it's hard to explain. I don't know, like, like, for example, I teach Sunday school. And my... I mean, second and third graders, so way below, like, the teenage level. But as I'm studying and preparing my lesson for that week, like, I'll find things that I didn't ever know before. Yeah. And I'll, so it's fun for me to, like, say to my older children, like, guess what I learned today when I was Mm. teaching or preparing, you know, for my second and third grade Sunday school lesson? Or did you know that? Or like, what do you think about that? It's so fun to listen to these teenagers have the best questions. Like they really almost challenge you to like really dig deeper too, because they're just, they're, I just love, I love their thinking and their processing and their perspective and their, their perspective. And it's so different from mine, Absolutely, but it's not wrong. It's just different. And it's, I don't know. So those conversations don't happen as much as I would want them to as a mom. But when they do, yeah. I like, I love, love, love it. So I love just quiet, quiet car time too. Awesome. Yeah, it's good. Do either one of you, and this is a question that like I'm pondering as being married for like a year and a half is what does it look like to see God as a married couple? Like, do you set time aside together? Do you both do your own thing and then kind of share that? Like, what does that look like? And how does that work? I feel like, I feel like we do our own things. So like I kind of do my thing and Scott kind of does his thing. Yeah. But then we come back together and like bounce questions off of each other or like thoughts or just anything questions that yeah. have come up or did you know this or so I would say for us it's both it's pretty independent I mean yeah. we've gone through stages where we've done um like short little studies together but nothing nothing long term yeah. that's encouraging because I think sometimes I feel like oh no we're not doing anything together mm-hmm. and we should yeah. be and maybe we shouldn't be I don't know yeah, so, yeah. I've we also like I'll listen to a podcast like sometimes I um, listen to focus on the family yeah and so I'll like hear a podcast that's like really good and so I'll be like Scott listen to this at work because he can do that at his work uh-huh. so he'll listen to it and then we can come you back can later come back. and like talk mm-hmm. about it but right. just like intentional sit down time the two of us doing something specific together that's never been like a, a strong point right. it's more independent yeah. and then coming together to, to talk about what we're learning and stuff. So, yeah, I would say we're pretty similar. I mean, I would say we do our, our own thing for the most part. Um, small group, which Scott and Anna are in our small group too. I would say that's one way, like as a couple that we've yeah. come together, you yeah. know, like that's one benefit of that community yeah. is that you're also with your spouse. For sure. Or, and do your, do y'all's kids go to life group with you or? They do. Yeah. They they don't participate, right, but they're they yeah, see yeah that they're there. From yeah, the exactly. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, so I would say that's something that um, probably most of our conversations come from Sunday morning sermon or yeah. a small group. Yeah, you know, sure. it's probably. Um, but yeah, we've never really done a study or yeah. 
anything like that yeah. together. No, I, but, yeah. I think just, I was just thinking about the power of small group. Like, yeah. we just, yeah, yeah, like, really love, love doing life together and spending time together. And our kids love being together. Yeah. And they, like, look forward to that. And yeah, that. it's so awesome. That's awesome. Yeah. Um, what would be advice that you have for, um, somebody that's going through a season where they feel really distant from God or they feel um, kind of seeing you reference where they just, it doesn't feel like a true relationship. It feels kind of more just like going through the motions and checking it off a to-do list. Um, maybe what's one of the things that helped get you started to be where you're at or just what advice do you have for someone that's maybe struggling in their walk right now? Well, I think those early years that I talked about where I spent a lot of like really intentional time reading my Bible, I think I thought that was the only time I was meeting with God. So I would encourage people to realize and understand that as you develop this relationship with Jesus, just like you develop your relationship with your spouse and your kids, um, you're not always with your spouse and you're not always with your kids, but God is always with you. And so for me... um, it, it's seeing him in the music, seeing him in the relationships, mm-hmm. seeing him at work. Um, that piece was huge for me. So I'm not just meeting with God during my 20 minutes of quiet time in the morning when I first get up because we already said before we started right. this, I'm not a morning person. Yeah. So he's like, <laughs> I'm not in the morning. Um, but he's there at lunchtime. He's there. And so those are, you can make intentional time to meet with God anywhere you are. So that, that was, I think probably what I would say is be intentional about seeing God everywhere. Like everywhere. Everywhere. All part of you. I mean, he's, he's always with you. I love, um, I do Jesus calling too. Mm -hmm. I have the desk calendar version oh yeah but I loved how you mentioned like you have it in your bag so you can do it at lunch because I think that it's really easy to fall into the have to wake up make my coffee do my Mm -hmm. Devo go to work like it's Mm -hmm. just really easy to fall into routine instead of relationship right yeah and I tried that for years and I was not meeting with God (laughs) like he was not like we were not we were not meshing you know like I checked those boxes but there was not there was nothing there yeah yeah um so that's just super valuable. That's awesome. It is. The only thing I would add to that, because that's so good, is like, like I feel closest to God when I'm outside. Yeah. Like, I just mm-hmm. love to be in nature. So, like, if I'm feeling upset or even distant or, like, I just I need more God, like, I just go outside yeah. and just be with him. Like, whatever it is I'm doing um, but some people's place where they feel closest to God is church or worshiping, you know, with music. listening to music in your yeah. car. Like, just mm-hmm. wherever it is, like, stay the course and just keep pursuing yeah. and being in that place. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. Um, our last episode, we talked about sticky faith and just how you pour into youth to keep their relationships mm-hmm. with God and a priority as they go out on their own. Have there been people that have been that for you that poured into you and kind of modeled this or um, was it kind of something that you came to on your own or how did you get inspired to be more intentional with your time? 
I don't, I don't feel like I had anybody as a youth. Mm-hmm. Uh, um, yeah, even though I grew up in the church, I, it's kind of, yeah. yeah. I don't, I can't think of anybody as a child or young adult or adolescent. Um, but when, after Scott and I got married and we started going to Valley Church and um, going to a uh, life group there, we had um, Jerry Foster and Gary Rossberg and just really great godly men and women, yeah. wives that just came alongside of us that were awesome mentors. Awesome. And so, yeah, they were. life group again. Yeah. Yeah. We've been doing life group yeah. for a long time. Even at our uh, previous church in a different town, we. Yeah did life group and we had just amazing mentors there. Awesome. Sam, what about you? Um, I had one person as a teenager, um, probably, you know, that like probably shared the the gospel with me or I understood the gospel the most from this person is probably instrumental in leading me to Christ. Um, and I, in college, I had um, one gal um, that really mentored me and poured into me. Um, and then I would say coming to New Hope, honestly, um, has probably been like my biggest time of growth. Yeah. Um, so being there, um, being regular, and that's another piece that I didn't mention before, but like I think being intentional with your community yeah. and people that you are spending time with. Um, and so... Yeah, I've experienced, yeah, probably the greatest amount of growth in the last 10 years going to New Hope. Awesome. Um, being part of small group, relationships, friendships. Um, so I, I think I have my people now more than I did when I was younger. That's awesome. Yeah. I think something that I appreciate about both of you, too, is that the way I see you pouring into others is just while you're already doing what you're doing. So Mm -hmm. like Sam, while you're already doing VBS, Mm -hmm. like you're letting teenagers join alongside you, which I know makes it more stressful. (laughs) (laughs) It's great. The kids like that better than us. (laughs) But then they get to see you live out your walk with God while serving. And like, I know just because youth pastor's wife, I know that means a lot to them. And they get to see you live out your faith, which is super valuable. Mm-hmm. And like Operation Christmas Child yeah. and Sunday School for you, and like I see your kids, friends see that yeah. commitment. And that's just really awesome. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just cool to see you guys live that out um, like truly with your whole life. And it's fun to be able to hear about that too, little pieces that have led to that. Um, the last question we always like to ask on, on the podcast is part of our mission at New Hope is Love, Grow, Go. So our values values are loving people, growing in our relationship with God, and going and serving Him. So um, which one of those do you feel like God is leading you towards right now in this season, and what's that look like for you? Well, you kind of stole <laughs> stole my idea there when you said, like, as you're going. Oh, because yeah. this was, like, a light bulb moment for me a couple of years ago when Pastor Ryan came and talked about the Great Commission, about Matthew 28. And that was, like, the missionary verse for me, you yeah. know, when I was growing up. That was, like, the verse that you use when you're commissioning missionaries or you're sending people globally. Um, but, and I don't remember if it was a... a like a leadership huddle or if it was actually a Sunday morning sermon, but it was like a light bulb moment for me where he described that going as, 
as you are going, like yeah. as you are going about your day. So, yeah. um, for, for us, we're busy. That's like kids, friends, that's church friends, that's work people. That's for me, it's patients. Oh. Um, you know, just all those places is where I'm going. Yeah. Um, and yeah, just like I said, God's not just in your quiet time in the morning. Like he's, he's in all those places too. So sure. that just becomes part of your, of your, of your walk of, of what, what you're doing. Um, loving people is always huge. I think yeah. it's hard mm-hmm. to say like, I'm, I'm in one place, yeah. you know, like I feel like it's a fluid, fluid motion and we're, I mean, I hope I'm, I'm doing all of those things all the time, but the, the going piece was huge for me. Um, like that, I was like, okay, that's not just going overseas, going on a mission trip. Um, yeah, I'd never heard it that way before. And I was like, huh, very cool. That's awesome. Yeah. What about you, Ian? Um, I, I, I agree a hundred percent that I can see a little bit of everything and all of the, in love growing and going. Um, I think my passion right now is like loving on children. So whether that be Sunday school children or my, my own children, obviously, and my (laughs) own children's friends, like all of those places, all of you go, it's just loving on them and then bringing them into our into our home, into our community, into Operation Christmas Child, into BBS, like just bringing them in and taking them along the journey with us, but um, through loving them. So that I would say is probably where I see myself the most right now. Yeah. Well, I seriously can't thank you guys enough. This was Mm -hmm. awesome. And I'm just really glad that we got to talk. Thank you. Have tea and coffee. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks Thanks for having me. Y'all, I don't know if you needed to hear the wisdom that Samantha and Ann brought to that conversation as much as I did, but it was super encouraging. I think my biggest takeaway was that it's not about squeezing God into your schedule and making it easy for you, but it's about living moment by moment with Him and just partnering with the work He's already doing in your life. Um, I hope that you could walk away with something that was just as encouraging for you um, as well. Hey, if you have an idea of what we could talk about or someone that you would love for us to sit down and talk with, I would love to have you email me those ideas. You can reach me at hannah at newhopeadel.org. So again, that's H-A-N-N-A at newhopeadel.org. Can't wait to talk next time.